I love everything about Christmas. The decorations, the gatherings, the food, the movies. Except for this movie. This movie is terrible, and I hated it. Music! podcast where we talk about every single movie released by new world pictures i'm ryan with me as always is mark i hated this movie so much <laughs> and erica bah, humbug and we you know what you know sometimes a podcast that dedicates itself to one particular uh studio um and has to find a holiday movie this is sometimes what happens um, when Mark says, hey, let's find a holiday movie. And I was able to find by searching IMDb the one holiday movie I think that New World ever released. And of course, I'm talking about somehow they did this through, I think, New World International. The logo does come up at the tail end of the movie. So that confirmed it for me. And of course, I'm talking about Home for Christmas. And what's your name? Amanda. And what would you like old Santa to bring you for Christmas? Just a grandpa. I don't know if I can do that, Amanda. So where have you been? We went down to Allen Garden. I showed Mommy my new friend. Um, there's this old man she's made friends with. He lives down in some weird old place on the lake with these other acquaintances. This is the guy that swiped my car. Is this true? Reggie, I just want to thank you for not having called the cops on me. I'll do anything I can to make it up to you for what I took. When we went to see Santa Claus, I told him I wanted a grandpa. He said he'd do his best. And I think he'll make a good grandpa. But he may need a little help. Yeah, you know, when you dedicate yourself to New World Pictures, sometimes you don't get a wide variety of a certain genre. And when it comes to holiday movies, this is the holiday movie that we have to choose from. If you are thinking we're talking about Home for uh, Christmas, which is the Norwegian series on Netflix, and you watch that instead, <laughs> hey! I'm glad we 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 pointed you in that direction. No, we're actually talking about the 1990 movie Home for Christmas. This could be a hard one for people to find because there's so many Christmas movies with the words Home for Christmas in it mm -hmm. uh, that it is a bit of a search. This is from 1990. It's a TV movie. It is available currently on Prime. So that is how you can watch it if you'd like. Um, there's also... <laughs> uh, a version online that I watched a little bit of 
um, which is somebody recording it off of Lifetime from 1992 <laughs> and also included all the commercials. God bless. So there's also that. There's It's in two sections. That's a good. Uh, that's the version to that's watch. That's the version you should have watched. Yeah. It's yes, on Daily please. Motion because at least you get the commercial breaks yeah. and you can yes. kind of remind yourself of the 90s. Yeah. And you can. There was a. <laughs> there was a spick and span product that I Ooh. could not, I did not remember whatsoever, but it cleans glass as well as grease off Ooh. of your stovetop. And I was like, and it doesn't leave any streaks. Yeah. Was it just like rocket fuel in a bottle? <laughs> clean anything. And I was like, this, wipe this, your eyebrows this off product did not last. <laughs> Do not recall it. Still don't recall what the name is now, but I know it's from spick and span, which I recalled. All right. So we're talking about home for Christmas. The actor of note that you need to know is that Mickey Rooney is in this movie. Other than that, he is with a a plethora of what I have to assume is Canadian actors. Um, It's directed by Peter McCubbin, who directed only TV movies, uh, such as, and no one will have heard of this, but just in case you have, Survival Earth, a.k.a. Survival 1990. Another TV movie. (laughs) It was written by McCubbin and an actor named Peter Ferry. This is his sole writing credit. Mm. And um, one and done. Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, sometimes, sometimes when your neighbors tap you on the shoulder and up and say, "Are you still doing that writing thing?" Because I was thinking maybe it's time to explore other options. You take it seriously, right? You're a writer, right? Can you help me out with this? No, 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 no. I just wrote one Mickey Rooney Christmas movie. That's it. That's the only... No, no, no. I'm an Oh, God. Was it Home for Christmas? Oh, forget it. Forget it. Sorry. You wrote Home for Christmas? Oh, my God. I co-wrote it. Invitation for help redacted. (laughs) (laughs) I redact my invitation. So I'm I'm scared to uh, to ask this question, but I think we need to in in order to move forward. Guys, what is this movie about? And let's start with Erica. No, it's who cares what it's about. It's the worst. It's it's masquerading as like a oh, it's gonna be like a little girl helps an old man find Christmas, and it's just garbage, hot garbage. It's, it covers homelessness poorly. Mm-hmm. How to trick a child? Sure. I just. Ugh. Which is, you know, a lot of the themes of Christmas. (laughs) Um, Mark, what is this movie about? People, go on Angie's list. Find a good handyman to work on your house. (laughs) There's a lot of shysters in the world that are going to take advantage of your generosity, especially during the holiday season. Find someone reputable, someone three and a half stars and above. That's right. Come and work on your house. Men, three stars. <laughs> Men, three and a half for me. Sorry, but three point five. Men. I'm um, just saying. This think- is a. It's it also around that plot is a bunch of shit that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Now, to, in also, my mind, can I in my just mind, quickly interject. I miss the days when whips were acceptable gifts to give at <laughs> office parties. <laughs> like this was nineteen ninety. Yes, probably yes. shot in eighty yeah. nine, like, maybe ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whips. Whips left uh, holiday parties right around the same time that that braces or suspenders for your pants left. <laughs> so. I would I would also say this movie is about, you know, uh, 
a reminder. It's a reminder to me that your homeless friend who walks around quoting Shakespeare almost only, a scarf is a good gift. <laughs> so don't forget that. Never forget When that. you're like, what do I get my homeless uh-huh. Shakespeare spouting friend? Yeah. The answer is a scarf. Well, yeah. It's practical. <laughs> That's writing 101. It is. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> that was peter ferry's <laughs> contribution <laughs> um so yes uh this movie is well i mean i basically think this movie is made up of a lot of uh of christmas movie cliches yeah it's um, like they put all christmas movies in a blender and they're like <laughs> yeah. and then dumped it out and they're like done Home for Christmas. There's a little bit of everything in there. But let's, you know, we've talked about this in other podcasts where we we realized that the starting opening monologue, uh, I, I remember particularly in Deathsport, mm-hmm. we talked about this. Or Deathsport, whatever you want to, however you want to say the title. Um, but, you know, the, there was an opening monologue. It was very, uh, it was really a lot of information and mm-hmm. it was like hard to remember as mm-hmm. the movie went on. Yeah. So we had to go back, rewatch, rewatch. So, uh, why don't we listen right now? Cause I've taken this clip of this uh, opening uh, monologue just to kind of, this God. is the, this is what sets the, the scene of this movie. And so I think it's important that we listen to it. Let's listen to it. Right I've heard it said that Christmas is a time for children. A time I'm told for magic. But who's to say? Is it magic or coincidence? Is it chance or something else? And sometimes, once in a long while, it is a time, not just for children, but for everyone. I remember a Christmas not long ago, just like that, when something wondrous happened. Okay, okay. We, I, I, we have to unpack this here. Yes. We have no, hold to unpack on. this here. Before we do that, let me mm. just say something. Mm. I fucking hate slow talkers. <laughs> I'm an introvert. <laughs> and I, I don't like to talk with people. And when people talk slow, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come yeah. on, come on, come on. Yeah. I really don't want to talk anymore. Yeah. And this is taking too long. Not just the opening monologue, the entire movie. Oh, yes. She oh, talks oh, yes. so slowly. Oh, yes. And I became so physically irritated with her <laughs> as the movie progressed. There, and, but, and I don't yeah. mean to call her chest out. Reg, her fucking worthless husband, is mm-hmm. also a slow talker. Mm-hmm. I. It's like they had a 45-page script. And they're like, we got to drag this shit out. <laughs> yes. So talk yes. as slow as you can. <laughs> yes, a lot of pauses. And I have a clip to that later that we will get to. We can kind of maybe uh, luxuriate in that. But yes, this movie is unbelievably filled with pauses. But just to go over this opening this opening voiceover. Do we have to? Let's just go through this real quick because I've typed this all out. I've heard it said... <laughs> I've heard it said that Christmas is a time for children. You have heard this said? Are you unaware of what Christmas is? Think I'm playing some half-assed motherfucking game? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Christmas is a half-assed motherfucking game? For children? (laughs) 
<laughs> so you are unaware of that Christmas is you've only heard people say around. Also, hey, I've heard Christmas is good for kids. <laughs> also, were you born? Were you born an adult? You were a child once, right? You had no experience ever as a child with Christmas. Oh. All right, moving forward. A time I'm told of magic. Like again, I have no familiarity with Christmas. Here's this Christmas movie. I don't know shit about Christmas. Strap in. Here we go. <laughs> what I love about that is it makes it seem like the 1990s were this like fairy tale. Right. Like she's telling us about dragons. Right. Like gather round. I'm going to tell you about the mythical I know. Christmas. A time I'm told of magic. But who's to say? But I mean, it could be bullshit. <laughs> so she's, there. she's not even convinced. Is it magic or coincidence? I mean, because really, magic most of the time, it's probably just yeah. coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> or sleight of hand. Either way. Right. Right. <laughs> did that magically appear or did it just coincidentally? Just, Is I can't find it. Coincidentally, your card, ma'am? <laughs> coincidentally, I don't remember where you moved your hand. <laughs> Is it chance? Or something else. And sometimes, once in a long while, <laughs> doesn't happen often, it is a time not just for children. Oh, oh. cool. Children, take open. a fucking back Doors seat. Doors are open. Anybody, anybody can get in on Christmas now. Shit. This Christmas movie ain't for you, kids. Floodgates. <laughs> this isn't open. for you. This is for the adults. It's a time not just for children, but for everyone. Finally, once Aww. in a while, Christmas includes everyone. That's big of Not her. just this this time for children that she's only heard about. Yeah. She's heard tell that it's a time for children. It's nice that that rumor is so inclusive. <laughs> I remember a Christmas not long ago. Oh. So this is not so set you... in 1989, 90. It's set in the mid-80s, let's say. <laughs> not so, so long so ago. So you do remember Christmas. <laughs> So or she's telling chance? us, or I... she's telling us about this from the future, <laughs> about 1990s Christmas in Toronto, Toronto, New York, Toronto, York. Um, I remember a Christmas not long ago, just like that, when something wondrous happened. <laughs> now, wondrous. Let me just say, if even to put on the most positive hat I, and spin I can about Home for Christmas. I don't think there's anything in this movie that's wondrous. <laughs> no, there is not, not at all. Even to look at the finer points of what happens in this film, it's not I... a story about magic and wonder, but boy, does this monologue, I just, this monologue was, made me laugh out loud to start. And I knew, I knew we were in trouble mm -hmm. from that alone. Yeah. I was like, we are Oh shit, we have mm -hmm. to watch all of this. Yep. I, was like, I have to interrupt. There is there are two scenes that are truly wondrous. And I'm gonna save it for things we love, things we hated, okay. favorite scenes. Okay. But okay. there are two scenes that are not only wondrous, but they're also uh, they're also magical. But here's the <laughs> thing. Are they for children or everyone? <laughs> I, I think they're for everyone. Oh. Uh, but I think what's interesting is that you they, Just this they once. have this. They have this monologue that starts at the beginning, <laughs> but this movie is the most un-Christmassy Christmas movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about it that feels like Christmas. Mm -hmm. This could have been any other holiday. I mean, mm -hmm. Die Hard 
feels more like Christmas. Why was he going to Nakatomi Plaza? He was going to visit his estranged wife on Christmas because he was coming to see the kids. There was, you know, there was a whole Christmas feel to it. This, the fact that it takes place on Christmas is almost inconsequential. This could have easily just been home for Halloween when Amanda goes trick-or-treating for Grandpa. So, I mean... (laughs) Well, she does ask Santa for a, uh, a grandfather. But that... How, okay, she could it could have been home for Groundhog Day when she realizes her family family yes. were originally Pennsylvania Dutch, and she travels to talk to Ben Fox <laughs> Tony Phil and be like, "Hey, if you see your shadow, will I find my grandpa?" Any of those things could have happened, and it these would are, have not changed this movie. These are all great pitches for other <laughs> movies, by the way. The Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas movie. I'm not sure that's been made. I I mean, I need to... I, I, you got to crunch the numbers on that, Mark, but... Do you want me but, to go but, ahead and call Peter and see if he can co-write one of those with you? Yeah. <laughs> Which Peter? Sure. Peter Ferry or Peter McCubbin? The Ferry. Either one. Yeah, I mean, outside of the Santa and the fact that um, they did clearly shoot a lot of it outside when it was cold, because you can see their breath all the time, yeah. and... I yeah. know that this movie didn't have the budget to do CGI. So, <laughs> what if that's what they spent all of yeah, their budget just on? Just putting those those little <laughs> it was bits actually of they 90 also, degrees outside. They didn't even have the budget to get like a sort of nice house. They got <laughs> yeah. like, nope. like a, he's an I executive. Mean, he rolled up to the house. I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> yikes! I guess that insurance company is not doing well. They, they, his right. boss was like. I'm going to give him a break until New Year's. Have you seen his house? Yikes. He needs a break. Uh, yeah, and I got I got the impression that someone, uh, one of the people behind the movie, that was their house. Because when Mickey Rooney is cleaning out the garage, it is full of legitimate just shit. Where yeah. It's like, yeah. I yeah. honestly, Mickey, I honestly need you to carry this out to the dumpster. Like, right. this isn't this isn't set dressing. I've had that stuff stored in there forever. Or the producer was like, uh, yeah, let's clean out. I'll, let's use my house for when Mickey Rooney has to clean out the garage. And just was like, whoo two birds, one stone. Ooh, yeah. Also, maybe also, he hates Mickey Rooney as much as I do. And that's how he took it out on him. He was like, yeah, clean my garage. Go fucking, ahead. Fucking Mickey Rooney. Clean it up, old you man. You Hollywood legend. Poor Mickey Rooney. I mean, I swear, he, like, he and Orson Welles could have sat for many years pounding brandies, getting pissed, and just talking about how they got fucked in the later parts of their career. They're like, were you a legend? Yeah, I was. Were you? Yeah, I was. Then why am I in a fucking dragon cartoon and I'm in Home for Christmas? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a really good example because I think both of those two actors um, had a certain period of their careers where they were basically like, I will do anything as long as there is a paycheck attached. No. You know, no, so, no, no, no. don't and- get me wrong. If I was either of them, I would have been I would have been at home for Christmas if they were like, I'm going to pay you ten thousand dollars if you can be in home for Christmas. I'd be like, <laughs> sweet, I'm in. I'm going for it. That, Why that's, the fuck that's, not? But, that's but for my I listeners. Also wasn't ten thousand dollars nineteen ninety? Yeah, the nineteen ninety ten thousand. Yeah, that's like seventeen five now. So <laughs> I mean, so I'm I'd be totally down. But I wasn't a legend. I'm not a legend right. now of anything. So I'm happy to be in your shitty Hallmark 
not really ho- I mean, actually hallmark movies are better yeah thank you i They're, was just about yes, to inter- interrupt yes. and be like hold your horses there have you have you watched the christmas candle fucking genius this garbage <laughs> <laughs> i have not watched a christmas candle so now i need i mean since i've watched home for christmas i got for god's sakes i can give christmas candle a couple hours um so let's say uh this movie is mickey rooney as a homeless man who wears a particular scarf. Mm-hmm. The chubbiest homeless man. <laughs> right. Who's clearly living well uh, out yeah. on the streets. And it is two things. And because like I said, it can't is. can't be outrun. <laughs> when he's, <laughs> when he's yeah. robbing the car. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God. Never catch you, he, Mickey Rooney. You lightning he was a fast former track chubs. He was a former track star. That never dies. You never get out of shape. Trust me, as a runner. You can right. go months without running. Exactly. You started up again. Yeah. You're, right. you're ready to go. You, you could take a couple years gear. off, and when you go back out, put those trainers on and get back out on the streets. When you start, when you get into your first mile, you don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly don't feel like, oh. holy shit, I haven't <laughs> run in forever. This fucking hurts. Nope. Not Mickey Rooney. Why did he I enjoy always, this activity? He was always in game shape. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> So, like I said, this movie is like a lot of different, uh, uh, like Christmas movies thrown in. The dad is somewhat posited, and the dad being Reg, I believe he's played by Simon Richards, and he's supposed to be like this work obsessed slave driving boss. They give him a whip at the Christmas party, and he just said the the boss says, "Go take take a break. Don't come back. You need to take a break for this stuff." But he's like doesn't seem like an old scrooge kind of thing even though that's what they they feel like they're setting them up for and then maybe he's, they were just... he's gonna have his heart melted by this old man that his daughter runs into in the first scene in the park first of all let's just bring this up in the park he even mickey rooney goes hey why are you talking to strangers she's like oh it's fine i got my brother her older brother so her and her older brother are just chilling out in the park with no parents around. Mm-hmm. That oh, is absolutely. That's and you know what? Accurate for 1990. <laughs> no, it's, it's still not. But here's the thing, Ryan. I want to. I want to ask this. Yeah. Um, I understand what you said. Like Reg is set up to be like this workaholic, like sort of a you know he he runs his team real tough, and his family's no different. But if you took all those scenes and you went about it thinking. This is a guy who's borderline dementia and is forgetting things all the time. It still works. And I think it's more accurate <laughs> because he doesn't know where his kids are at any time. He can't remember that they were going to go shopping. He can't remember he to can file never... an insurance form to for his, his, his car phone that got stolen. He doesn't, I don't think he remembers each morning where he is. I, I feel like they told him to like stay home till New Year's because they were like, we're not bringing him back. Yeah. He fucking is terrible. He's done. He's done. Now, he cannot remember that goddamn shopping trip. He yeah. gets reminded all the time. Mm-hmm. He gets reminded. Yeah. And then when they go shopping, he can't get his shit together. He can't figure <laughs> out where to go. And they can't get the timing down. His wife is just furious at him and through I, this I, whole movie. I can't believe that she even wants to go shopping with him. Because when you see him go Christmas tree shopping, he's like, well, let's see. We had a spruce tree when Justin was born. And then the next year we had this tree. So I guess it might be time for another spruce. I'm like, oh, this, 
I why even go shopping with this guy? This guy is like impossible. Like, and as he's saying that, his kids are wandering off somewhere else because he has no clue where he, he is. He is so disinterested he, from them. He has completely removed no, himself. He has dementia. He doesn't know where <laughs> right, he is. Right. I'm telling you. Right. Right. Um, so we're supposed to think though that this guy is gonna have his heart melted by Mickey Rooney, the whole family. And I'll tell you, like, that does essentially happen so i mean look we're we all know it's a christmas movie it's all going to end up happy in the end that's not we're not spoiling anything by telling you that because you know it's going to happen it's a christmas movie it's not like in the end they're going to find mickey rooney dead well, <laughs> they're going to be like whoops uh oh <laughs> no. oh shit now that would have been wondrous <laughs> that would have been <laughs> that would have been magical that would <laughs> finally there would have been something for everyone she just bends down and tries feels for a pulse and she's like is it coincidence? <laughs> or something else? Or something else. <laughs> he died of coincidence. <laughs> How wondrous. Um, <sighs> so we've got a little girl who wants Amanda. a grandfather. Amanda wants a wants a grandfather. And uh and this is all gonna coalesce later. But um this feels pretty it's pretty paid by numbers and also badly. It's mm -hmm. like they they then just also realized, oh shit, blue is six. Oh mm -hmm. fuck. Yeah. Oh, I fucked this it's whole paint, thing up. It like, is a paint by number. You fucked up the colors, and you only have blue, yellow, green, and red <laughs> to do no, the whole painting. There's that's no. It. There's that's no. It. There's no real red, white. Yeah. There's green. Nope. Those are not the nope. primary colors. Nope. It's like yellow, blue, purple. Yeah. But um, I think they took they took a hard they took a hard turn when they uh uh. I, I guess wrote or directed Mickey Rooney's character who, okay. He's a homeless person that befriends Amanda, the daughter, Amanda, the daughter is talking about how she really wishes she could have a grandpa because she sees one of her friends. The grandpa comes over and he's super fun, takes the, the kids out and she's like, I want a grandpa. Why don't I have a grandpa? And yeah. So, you, so Mickey Rooney's like kind of set up to be this sort of lovable, uh, misunderstood homeless person. Like through the movie, he's a complete fucking asshole. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I mean, he has he's, he's set up to be that because we know that that's the character he's supposed to be playing. Much but like he has that's a, supposed to be this, <clears throat> you know, heart, this right. Scrooge like guy that is going to have a big change in the movie. But these they're not actually doing those things. We just no. know that because we've watched so many Christmas movies. We know that that's what this is supposed to be. So Mickey Rooney's character, besides being a thief, which they set up at the very beginning when he steals the car phone out of Reg's car, mm -hmm. he also has occasional fits of like serious rage. Like mm -hmm. gets really <laughs> fucking pissed off. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want anyone around him. Uh and it like it even like nobody around him at any time, even like when spoiler, when he realizes that he is related to Reg. He leaves. He's like, no, no, no. Don't want you around me. Don't want to be around you. He, well, and then then he goes back. And in the meantime, in his like <clears throat> homeless commune where they like share everything. He, yeah, he like tortures. Where is that? This, where do they live? <laughs> I don't know. He tortures his only friend. He's torturing her. She's, she has actual dementia and he tortures her by telling her like these crazy stories, knowing that she'll never remember anything. And last but not least, he is shockingly bad at home repairs, like mm -hmm. terribly mm -hmm. bad. At one point, he's attempting to hammer 
a 12-inch long two-by-four on the top of a balcony railing. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. What is that going to do? That's not going to accomplish anything. That's like what happens when you give a three-year-old a piece of wood and a hammer and a nail. You find it <laughs> hammered into a into your your deck railing, and you're like, why is this here? But everything that you just described makes him sound like the perfect grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Now it makes sense. Fits of rage. He sucks mm -hmm. at home repair. Mm -hmm. He's mean to his maybe wife. He is the perfect grandpa. He is. He is every. Finally, something for everyone. He flips out on a family member for no reason, just for being related. Yeah, he's, he's grandpa. Hey, wait. If by perfect you mean accurate grandpa, then yes. I'm with you. There's another part of this movie, and and I think you're bringing this up inadvertently, Mark. That I felt like this movie is a is very canadian to me because and now uh w this is actually basically our third movie in a row we had a, a facebook post where somebody pointed out that chud was a movie that really actually treated the issue of homelessness with some realism mm -hmm. and i realized this also has a homeless person in it and uh certain fury in a way had homelessness dealt with because the girls certainly sleep in a variety of terrible places, including a crack den and uh, a junkyard. And so there's an element of homelessness in that one as well. So we're really tackling it here in this holiday season. I didn't realize we were going to be tackling homelessness this hard, but here we are uh, tackling homelessness. But there's something very Canadian because you talk about him being a terrible guy to do home repairs. You found a guy in a park he tried to also steal a car or he did successfully steal a car phone out of, the, out of the dad's car. And then you go, okay, well move in with us and just do general odd jobs. We don't know what kind of repairman he is. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. And it feels like such a Canadian nope. thing to be like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. You nailed that in there. Okay. Well that's not how we do it, but okay. Like, that's fine. Thank I, you for trying. <laughs> like, it feels very Canadian to me. It's highly unsafe. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that wasn't right, but that's fine. You're you're okay. We we still like you. Go ahead. Cook all the breakfast you'd like. You know, eat all of our food. Make a, a huge breakfast uh, while we were asleep. That's fine. Like, it's like they invite him into his home. They, they drive him around. They get him near their children. It just feels like... It feels yeah, I mean, like there's it, a lot it, of warning signs. We had movies about this very thing in the reverse in the 80s. You know? like, no, I mean, but if, if if everybody in Canada is like the two guys from Strange Brew, then you're right. That's how it all works. <laughs> I think and it is. I think it is. I have a just, really, really deep understanding of <laughs> just, Canada. Dr That's you know, obvious. you just drink... <laughs> <laughs> drink labats and you know yep. you invite strangers yeah, yeah, yeah. in your home and uh -huh. you have very mm -hmm. little care for you know quality craftsmanship you're just like hey and eventually you're trying have to drink your way out of a giant beer vat you know like that's uh, yeah. what all canadians have to deal with at some point uh where exactly does mickey rooney live in this movie i don't I, know I, where, I don't is know. it under is it an old factory is it under a bridge now this is clear this is i believe toronto filling in for I believe it is actually supposed to be New York, even though they never say New York. But I do well, believe that it's trying to be New York because of something that the mom says. Um, oh, she spoke so slowly. She's, I just oh, I kept losing do. interest. Yeah, She talks about growing up in Children's Aid, which is a New York-based um, orphanage and charity. Now, also, two films in a row, 
where we're using Canada to try to replace an American town with certain theory in this. Um, but I just uh, the also the mom calls where they live a weird old place on the lake, which is also like confusing because I feel like they're trying to say this is New York. But maybe I'm missing it. Where's the lake yeah, in New York? And the way, well, in the way that it's set up, it looks like a river. So I think that's just a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like also he goes. Wait, you're trying to tell, tell me that <clears throat> Peter's messed up on the script? Oh, yeah. On. Give me a so, break. <laughs> so he also His one this. script? His holy grail? <laughs> he was going to put everything into this. Come on. This was his well, script. This is what they're going to remember me by. <laughs> Think I'm playing some half-assed motherfucking game? <laughs> so, oh man, that's never gonna get old. Never, never. So, Mickey Rooney's character comes back to the commune, like I, I mentioned earlier. And the reason why I call it the commune is he's he's stolen this car phone, and he says that it's worth twelve hundred bucks, which is pretty accurate. Nineteen ninety. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. I, 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 okay, well. Car phones in 1990, remember, like, smartphones were starting, or or at least flip phones were, were pretty popular at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so uh, car phones were between 600 and 1200 bucks at the time. Wow. I was going to ask yeah. you about this. This is great. I'm so glad you're crunching the numbers on this. This is fantastic. Well, they, and they came, uh, do, do, if you remember, they came in really three varieties at the time. You would have, like, a... <laughs> Chocolate, have a, vanilla, and swirl. <laughs> yes. It was... It was the Neapolitan of <laughs> cell phones. Uh, you got a mounted one, which was one that was installed in your vehicle, uh-huh. a bagged one, which could be put into a bag or carried around. And then, of course, the handheld, which would one out. But yeah. the oh, most yeah. important thing is, so is that the price of making a call, keep in mind, this is 1990 numbers. Uh, so and, and GTE, which isn't around anymore. And this apparently this is why it cost 16 cents. Per minute from Oof. 7 p.m. Mm. to 7 a.m. and 45 cents per minute from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and that's in 1990. Oh. That oh. is crazy. Wow. Uh, so anyway, he gets 120 so bucks imagine or whatever with your he gets slow for. Slow talking it. ass. How expensive those phone calls? <laughs> you be like, <laughs> you be like, please, 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 please. Right, you got to right, speed just, it up. All right, yes, I'll get Fred. Oh hey, <laughs> I um wanted to call you. To talk <laughs> about dinner tonight. No, about the thing. I'm <laughs> thinking. <laughs> so he gets, he gets 120 bucks. Yeah. Or whatever. And he yep. buys a bunch of yep. stuff. And yep. then he's giving it out. Like, uh, is that is that a thing that you buy for the team when you get back to the weird place by the lake? Well, the the wife, who is a generic journalist for generic newspaper times, for <laughs> yeah, I am a journalist at newspaper. I just have no. A couple questions. That's the thing about her is that she 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 literally. <laughs> that's the thing she literally says. I, she introduces herself to Mickey Rooney and says, "Hi, I, I'm a journalist. Know where you write from," which is what every journalist would love mm-hmm. to to do to drop where they're from. Mm-hmm. Every journalist is like. Hi, you know, she's just like, I'm a journalist. Full stop. (laughs) That's it. There's no, I'm not going to add anything else. You can talk to me. I am journalist. So, um, 
Yeah, so they steal that that phone. That's how they get them all together. But let's not go. Let's not forget to go back. When that little girl oh. meets Mickey Rooney, he's looking at a photo. A photo of what mm-hmm. turns out to be his wife. Mm-hmm. And to get into spoiler territory, which, I mean, we always do. So if you really don't want this movie fucking spoiled, I guess skip ahead. But later on... Like, turn it off. This, Just turn it there's off. a giant version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully we've, we've, we've prevented you from watching this movie, but we'll see. Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's always worth a watch no, just to see no, what we were talking no, about. No, 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 <laughs> it's worth no, it. Try no, it. It's on Prime. No. Mm. Of <laughs> of all the movies that we've recorded, this is the one I'm telling you. I agree. Never watch this movie. Yeah, don't. Ever. Don't. Save yourself the time. Um, we we are doing a. This is like a PSA. This whole episode is just a PSA <laughs> to warn you. you not to watch we're this movie. You. We're trying you to make your Mickey holidays Rudy's right. Never seen this movie. For once, for everyone, every this is something wondrous. Is us telling you to skip this movie? Uh, if that little girl could just recognize that picture, because there's a giant version of it in her own home. <laughs> this whole movie's one tiny twist could have been figured out from the jump, but uh, yeah. but they can't. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Um, Let's uh, oh, there's another moment I want to talk about real quick before we jump into things we love and things we hated. Um, oh, two things, and they have to do with the mom, Barb, who's played by Leslie Kelly, who I tried to find a credit for. Her. Really, the most this is probably one of her biggest roles at the time. She was also in Prom Night 3, so she at least there's that. Um, I couldn't find anything for Simon Richards, who plays Reg. I, there's just there's a lot of credits, but I get there's nothing nothing that I could recognize. Um, anyway, she she uh, she tells a story to her daughter at bedtime about her parents, and this right. actually comes out before Reg goes into any details about his own. All you know is that Amanda says, "Oh, Daddy's uh, dad is is has passed away, but what about mm-hmm. your parents?" And then she shares a story ab- about. So there is a moment when um, she tells her daughter about what happened with her parents. Now, the the daughter has mentioned, oh, uh, daddy's uh, father has passed away. But what about your parents? And she goes into a story that I'm not sure is appropriate to tell a little girl at bedtime, which is like, oh, my parents just like went away and never returned. And now I'm and I'm emotional (laughs) about it and I'm feeling pain, sweet dreams. You know, mm-hmm. the daughter even says, like, it's okay, mommy. Like, the daughter's like trying to make it all all right. The daughter's also, realizing, oh my God, oh my God, my mom might lose her shit. I yeah. need to protect her. Oh God, she's losing it. I'm five. I don't know what to do. Um, but also, that's not the story that we get to see resolved. Like, her parents disappeared. Mm-hmm. She grew up an orphan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, no, Reg had his mom, but his dad disappeared, so he never had his dad. So we're going to resolve that story. Sorry, Barb. Hope it was nice growing up an orphan, but that story does not deserve a nice ending. What deserves a nice ending is your husband, who never had a father, and now he's going to get one. So, sorry, Barb. Well, it's that kind of open-ended journalism that got Barb (laughs) the role of journalist. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But also, she also, uh, maybe just the fact that things like that seem to happen to her husband is why she's constantly mad at him. 
and she gets mad at him in particular because the next door neighbors have a grant have their grandpa show up which brings the kids to think well what about our grandpa and the grandpa uh the next door neighbor grandpa takes their kids as well as his grandson out to go skating and when reg comes back from not filing insurance paperwork and not properly calling the cops that his car was robbed um his wife gives him a tons of shit and says hey you should have been out there doing it too mm-hmm. well you you just got you just escaped one but didn't they all just escape one because also barb didn't take them <laughs> ice skating mm-hmm. kind of barb's side on this one <laughs> But also the next door neighbor parents also didn't have to take them ice skating. They all threw that on grandpa who just drove up well, from maybe those who next knows door neighbor where. parents had just recently Winnipeg? disappeared. I don't know. I just <clears> felt <throat> like, wow, she's really all over this guy. Yeah. Um, but was, also, that actually might, she did. I I'll mean, also it. she did. I'll save it. But that might be the one thing I loved. <laughs> I love how hard she rode Reg. Uh, all right. So with all those things, let's Mark, did you have anything else before we go into things we love, things we hated? This movie would have been so much better if they if they kind of if they got rid of the whole Mickey Rooney character and mm. just followed just followed Reg and Archie and why they can't get mm. along as next door neighbors mm. because that was at least <laughs> remotely entertaining uh, that Archie's so paranoid and has you know uh, uh, you know keeping up with the Joneses uh, assuming that Reg that's his last name. Um, keeping up with them, he hires his own handyman because he thinks Mickey Rooney's character is a handyman. Mm. Why you would go to that extreme and the fact that his father-in-law, Archie's, has no respect for him. I'm like, yes, this is yes. a story I can get, I can rally yeah, around. Right. This is something I can put my, I can really sink my teeth into, put my right. arms around it. But the rest of the story, <laughs> which is unfortunately most of the movie with Mickey Rooney, I couldn't give two shits about. <laughs> I feel like maybe they only had Mickey Rooney for like a couple days. I guarantee like you they week. had him for they had him for months. He was I, he I was like know. I got nothing else going on. Because they, there's th- that's that storyline which I think we will uh, we're going to hit again and things we love things we hated. That storyline like there I, I just it was so unnecessary and so it was intended to be this comedic relief moments which just it just didn't play. And instead, we could have had more moments with Mickey Rooney and the granddaughter, Mickey Rooney and his, you know, son that he doesn't know as his son and he doesn't know as his father. Like, sure. there could have been more of those kinds of scenes, which really would have actually made this story like play out. Uh, but, I mean, but, but I, you know, to that end, I would say there's another interesting movie, which is The Next Door Neighbors. That's a more interesting movie. And then even though the scenes there were not that interesting, but then the other story that would be very interesting is the story of uh, Elmer and Archie back in the uh, old, I bet on, uh, you know, I don't know, boxing. I don't know if it's like street oh, yeah, boxing yeah. or whatever. It was, Archie, whatever. it was Archie's dad or whatever. That, well, that, Archie yeah, was, that, I think, is the grandpa, right? Archie's, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I'm screwed. I, uh, I mean, names. Dude, yeah. <laughs> this this movie. I mean, yeah. No, you're, everyone's forgiven for getting forget, Okay, the, the next door neighbor, the I guess Archie's the dad. That would have been a good story. Yeah. But all of these those, two guys all, back in their younger days, like, and there's a, I don't know, there's an underground boxing boxing circuit or something like that no he was a a professional no he was a professional prize fighter he was professional i would rather see that movie i would much rather see that movie i'm just Um, saying you could have had both those subplots and it could have been home for president's day 
when Amanda, on her way to the President's Day school play, falls down and breaks her front teeth. Given the shortage of open dentists in her area, you know, because... You they know, live in Pennsylvania. Like in, they're Pennsylvania they're, Dutch. They're Pennsylvania <laughs> Dutch. And, you know, maybe there's COVID or something. They uh, She has to go to the rough side of town to get some wooden teeth. And, you know, and she's like, oh, and the dentist to is like, in, uh, To fit into the Pennsylvania Dutch. No, it's like, this is what George Washington did. And so, like, you know, she after she gets those, like, pine or oak chiclets put in, she finds that, like, the, the crazy, like, dentist... Dr. Edgar is really her grandfather. All of that could have still happened and had the same subplots. I agree, and that's a much better movie, but I do want to point out how often you have Pennsylvania Dutch in all of your movie ideas. <laughs> Just saying, there's not enough Pennsylvania Dutch movies out there. <laughs> you love the Penn Dutch. <laughs> I just I I feel <laughs> like it's a it's a very often overlooked subgenre for film. <laughs> it is. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, let's let's get into things we loved and things we hated. Let's start with things we love, which might be I think the 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 smaller portion of the two. Um, Mark, uh, what are some things you love? Because you you hinted at some wondrous uh, scenes, so I'm 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 expecting we're gonna might we might hear about them now, either in loved uh, or hated. I, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for favorite scene Ooh, for my favorite okay. scenes. Uh, things we love, things I love, things I love, things I loved. Um, Think of something. I uh, okay, legit. I loved uh, Reg's wife's name. I, I'm sorry, Barb. I'm legit Barb. Barb. I loved her outfits. Her mm. outfits were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Also, she was taller than him. Yeah, which was kind of yeah. cool. But that tall, have... slender, Again, she wore she Canadian. she was hanging out at That's home Canadian. in like she was hanging out at home in very formal, mm-hmm. like tight fitting mm-hmm. dresses yeah. and that She's were a journalist, that... you know. <laughs> you never know when a story is gonna just pop up. You might have to be there for it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, so that's why that that that's what I love. That's it. That's all. That's it. <laughs> no, that's it. Barb's Done. outfits. Yeah. Funny mm-hmm. that they both were name. They both are, have names that are really shortened versions of longer names that never get mentioned. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Reg is what he's always called. I'm like, that's short for something, right? Like they didn't just name him Baby nope. Reg. <laughs> you want to hold Baby Reg? Oh, <laughs> is this is Reginald? Nope. Reg, just Reg. It's short for register. <laughs> it's short. It's short for reg- Regina. <laughs> uh, um, Erica, things you love. I'm bummed. Mark took my thing that I loved. Also, With, uh, I did uh, the outfits. I did love Barb's outfits. They were just so hilarious. And that was about it. Um, I I didn't love much else, as I as I've mentioned many times. I did did not enjoy this movie for sure well leslie kelly you had great outfits um i'll tell you a couple just a couple things i liked i love the kids talking through the vents to each other they talked through like the air vents that's how they spoke to one another which i thought was kind of a neat thing Mm -hmm. i was like oh but but logistically that makes no fucking sense because she's above the boys She's yep. above her brother's room and she's talking to the floor vent and then he's talking to the floor vent too. So either they are in the upside down and she's actually below him and hanging right. on the ceiling. I don't know. Or yep. that would never make any sense. Or well, the parents would constantly be like, kids, 
shut the fuck up and go to bed. Correct. I mean, if you're also going to talk through the air vents and you aren't not in two rooms that are really basically right next to each other, so the two air vents would be right next to each other, that wouldn't work in any in any capacity. And if it did work, then everyone would hear you guys talking at exactly. all times. Um, but still, it was just a cute thing that I thought was at least of some interest in a movie that seemed fairly devoid of interest. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's something. Um, we talked about Archie. He's the neighbor's grandpa. There's a moment when he first arrives <laughs> and uh, he talks to his daughter. Of course, he, he, he you know, shadow boxes with his, uh, with his grandson, which, which pays off later. And then his like son-in-law just says something like, yeah, dad, we're going to do, I don't know. He says something to him. And he just turns and looks at his son-in-law and just pauses for a second. He's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And it's just like, it's so clear he hates his son-in-law. And eventually he also addresses it a little bit. But I was just, I love that moment because I was like, oh, wow, this guy does not like his son-in-law. I wasn't sure if that was going to have a payoff. So I I did like that moment. I love that uh, Reg cannot remember this fucking shopping day. Again, it's it, this movie is a lot like uh, Certain Fury in that I feel like both scripts were like, too many details, leave out no. details. So just shop, quote unquote shopping day. And he gets shit for not taking the kids out when we went ice skating, but they are still talking about the shopping day that he's forgetting or won't remember because he has dementia as mark has pointed out um but i'm like it's so generic uh that they're like the shopping day the shopping day is essentially for the kids to be able to go see santa that's why it's so important to the kids but they don't ever say that they just keep calling it shopping day it's such a stupid dumb vague detail that is unnecessary but i just loved it because it was just constant like did you forget again it's like it's like they they based this script and or at least the 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 mother and father relationship off of like you know um commercials about detergent you know like, did you. you forget again <laughs> like it just was like this is not how real people are but anyway um there's another moment when we talk about elmer being a terrible uh, handyman when Reg comes into the kitchen and he turns on the water in the sink and then whoop, we see below the sink is Mickey Rooney uh, fixing the kitchen sink. And so I guess water has got on him and Reg just grabs a towel eventually, much like every line in this movie that has a thousand pauses so too does this slow grab for a towel to hand to Mickey Rooney. But what he does not do is turn off the water. <laughs> I mean, he, forgot. he doesn't bother to do that. Mickey Rooney dabs himself with a towel. Then he turns off the water. <laughs> Reg was never going to turn off that water. It felt like a moment where he was like, I don't fucking care that I got you wet, but I get, I mean, here's a towel, I guess, but mm-hmm. I feel good about you getting wet. Anyway, that the, is the the other part of that scene too is that instead of it being like turn on the water, he's like, "Whoa, I got water on me." He's like, he literally, he's like, "Yeah, hey!" <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, yep. he loses his mind. <laughs> I'm like, oh my! If this was not made for TV, I think he would have far more expletives coming out of his mouth right there. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, uh, there's another moment with Mickey Rooney, speaking of tools, where he talks about, you know, fixing stuff. And um, and so, and I actually have a clip of this, so let, let's listen. Every once in a while I get looking around my desk and thinking about the tools I use during the day, a lot of them. I don't think the average carpenter goes out in the morning with any more tools than I have right here on my desk. Mine are smaller, of course. I always have elastic bands all over the place. Elastic bands are one of the greatest tools of modern times, right up there with the hammer and the screwdriver. Scotch tape, I don't know how we started calling this scotch tape, no Irish tape I know of. It was invented by a man named Richard Drew in 1930, so why don't we call it Drew tape? Yeah, so I mean, you know, clearly the guy, <laughs> right? he just loves Even tools. Even that clip of Andy Rooney was funnier and more thought out and put together and intriguing than all of Home for Christmas. I, I, I'm so far, I'm just happy that I've made it this far in the podcast without actually accidentally saying Andy Rooney. Um, now Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney's rolling over in his grave like, fucking A, how many times? Andy Rooney too. Also, <laughs> those just room. tumbling under. Both just really pissed off. All right, let's uh, jump into things we hated. Oh, finally, uh, Erica. Oh, I feel God, I you're jumping everything the bed, about Erica. it. Everything. It was just boring, and from the very beginning, it sets the tone of like, I don't know what this movie is, and neither do you. Christmas. Like, <laughs> it just felt like it felt like it was being translated from a like poorly from another language where mm. you listen to it and you're like wait is that are you trying to say this so was that the way her journalism is mm -hmm. where she's just like i heard once that there was a bank robbery downtown some say it happened others have told it didn't like it's just horrid well her beginning. journalism is about how they survive and there's a moment where she's talking to reg in the kitchen she says she tells him all about the fact that they live down that place by the lake. Yeah. And they all just seem to work together, live together. Like he kind of takes care of the rest of the other homeless people. And it's great that they have this little community and that somehow they survive even during Christmas. And I'm like, are you just figuring out what homeless people are? This mm -hmm. is what they do. They, yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy? They have to survive like living on the fucking street that's yeah. what homeless people are like she's just it's all coming to her because mm -hmm. she's 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 been so deep in other stories so and deep all that deep undercover all that uh, that hardcore journalism that she's deep doing undercover. all the time she can't hardcore she just, journalism. This can't is all... find her own parents but <laughs> hardcore journalism <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> She she took a job wherein her skills should be able to find her own parents, and she did not find them. You would think that that's why she became a journalist, to find her parents, but she didn't. She found oh. her husband's father. You know, how pissed off is she? Yeah. <laughs> this is my life's work, and I just found your fucking father and she didn't, inadvertently. And I didn't, she didn't even, even mean find to. Him. A five-year-old found him. <laughs> Amanda should be the journalist. Oh my god. Uh, so that's so true. Mark, what what did you hate about this movie? Uh everything. Just absolutely <laughs> everything. I honestly, I it was so bad. It's so so bad. Um I even hated back to the journalism. 
her article is so condescending. If I was <laughs> yeah. Rooney's character, I'd be like, this is the shittiest article yeah. you could yeah. have ever written about someone who's homeless because this doesn't do anything to elevate or the, 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 the need or solve any of the problem. This is right. just you fucking just sticking your dick in a homeless glory hole. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I wish Whoa. I wish Mickey Rooney had had said that. I wish either Mickey or Andy Rooney had said mm-hmm. that exact thing. It would have been a great clip. Um, anything else, Mark? That seemed. I feel like you both have exhausted anything else. I I think I'm done. Now, the only thing I I would say that I hated uh, is just, and we've already touched on it, but the subplot of the neighbor hiring his own handyman because he thought Mickey Rooney was Reg's handyman and he just wanted to one up his own. It, it's it just feel it's so superfluous mm-hmm. even though it does just hint at other movies that we would rather have watched <laughs> which is what i think home for christmas is the most successful at hinting at other movies you would rather watch yeah um but that whole thing just was like this is this is going nowhere and and so unnecessary and such bad storytelling but yes i hated that i there's a lot to 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 dislike about this mm-hmm. movie. oh really quick and i wish i had pulled a clip of this but the fucking music oh. and, and they had to use the music a lot because as we'll get we're going to about to get to we're going to show you a little bit of the pauses but the music on this is just awful it's so sappy it's and and and, and the and the other shitty thing is it's sappy and it sounds like a lifetime movie or a made for tv movie it sounds perfectly appropriate for that but it's not at all christmasy mm-hmm. to mark's point no. even in with die hard which i do think is a christmas movie this debate shows up at once a year, but there's a lot of like jingle bells shaking during a lot of the like soundtrack exactly. and stuff in the yeah. store. Like because it's Christmas time. Like there's none of that shit in this movie. There's no hint at like a Christmassy any sort of like attempt at being somewhat Christmassy with the music. It's just very melodramatic. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost wall to wall music, this mm-hmm. movie, because I think they're just playing music to cover the pauses. I mean, it is, it is, uh, it is bad. Um, yeah, it's which bad. is why, like, this could have been home for Cyber Monday when Amanda finds a deal on Cyber Monday for like. A, <laughs> How did she, she find like, a deal on Cyber Monday when she's a Pennsylvania Dutch? <laughs> but, no, but she's not. She's oh, she's. Okay. Whoa! She's, you have stepped no, out of your comfort zone, my friend. No, no, her her relatives are all Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, uh, she. She is using her dad's car phone uh, that has a small <laughs> screen and she finds a bogo deal for Ancestry.com. She yeah. buys one for her mom to be like, hey, you mm-hmm. find your parents because you're a horrible journalist. So please use this. And then she buys one for herself and she finds out that her grandpa is a part of the Amish community that's just living 10 minutes away. <laughs> You snuck it in. And then the parents get the bill and they go, Amanda, did you use the car phone? <laughs> that call cost us $3,000. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, thanks very, for the gift, but I mean, shit. It's a very special episode of Home for Cyber Monday. <laughs> That's a series. It's a series. <laughs> uh all right so let's jump to favorite scenes mark because i want to i'm so i just got to know what these wondrous scenes are from this from fucking home for christmas okay so first i have two scenes one 
favorite scene is when they're putting the Christmas tree into the Christmas tree stand, which has no oh, water yeah. base. No so water like, base. Yeah. This thing is going to die. It's <laughs> yep. going to become a fire hazard yep. in a matter of days. Yeah. But Mickey Rooney is trying to, they're trying to get it into this base, which is like a two ring base. And the, 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 the bottom of the tree isn't getting in and Mickey Rooney adjusts it and gets it to slam down. And Reg gets his finger pinched between the outer ring of the stand and the tree. And it's not fake. He like jumps up and is like, ah, and like looks at Mickey Rooney with like, I'm going to kill you old man. And uh, (laughs) so I thought that was funny. The second is, and the, the, my absolute favorite scene it's when he does get the whip in the very beginning of the Christmas party. Oh, yeah. Because if you watch it, he fucking whips his face. He tries out the whip and that thing back that thing backs up and snaps his face. I swear, watch the scene. I was like, Oh, I won't. That but I'm gonna amazing. take your word for it. <laughs> I what I will not I didn't I did miss that and I'm pissed that I missed that, but I will not rewatch this movie to see that. He tries to crack it and it comes back and totally snaps his face. Oh, I thought that was so good. Oh, those are and you know, and you, and you know they were, wonder. and you know they were like, "Can we we do another one of that?" And he's like, "No, fuck no, never, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, not, no, 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 I'm done. No, 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 you don't. I am, can, I am Canada's greatest actor, <laughs> Simon Richards, and you do not, you do not treat me like that." Um, Erica, your favorite scene? Do you, none. Do you have not one? Can't none. find one. No, none. None. All right. So my favorite scene is the scene uh, Andy Rooney has been told by Reg that, you know, he hates his father. Of course, they don't know that they're father and son. And Reg says, oh, I hated my father. I was growing up hating him. He took off on us and I think he sucks. So he runs off, tells his whole life story to his Shakespeare spouting homeless friend who has a brand new scarf for this year's Christmas. And then he uh, runs to a bench to talk to the ghost of his ex-wife, who appears as she did in the photo. By the way, they are never shown together. So obviously the scene was shot separately, where they were shooting Mm -hmm. all of Mickey Rooney's stuff as quickly as they could. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, well now we'll just bring in the actress and we'll just, we'll just, you know, make it work. And so I do have a clip of this because I just wanted to show a little bit of the scene, which is just hilariously bad. Look, Elmer, I know what I put you through so long ago and maybe nothing I can ever do will make up for it. my Christmas gift to you. Christmas gift. Your son, Ranch. I'm giving it back to you, Elmer. Oh. He wouldn't know me from a book without a cover. What does he need with a whole bag of rags like me? That again, huge pause. That is off. What? He wouldn't know me from a book without a cover. <laughs> also, I like he goes, Christmas gift? <laughs> like, just, I mean, it's basically, like, he is on a separate tone. And we know that his tone is, like, 
good, 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 good. Extreme. That's Mickey Rooney in this movie. Yeah. And but they never have a chance. They clearly weren't in the same scene together. She's doing her best, but she has no idea what she's going to play off of. And his reactions are just so insane. She at least has a consistent tone. His is all over the place. It's amazing. But um, in just taking that clip, I realized there's so that's when I was like, oh, my God, there's so many pauses. So I just put the rest of what happens after this is where Reg shows up and talks to uh, Mickey Rooney on the bench. So we can just play that. This is the final clip just to kind of or the pauses clip just to kind of see what this how many pauses are in this movie yeah just we gotta we gotta spread this out we're at a hour 15 we've got to get to an hour 20 so let's just stretch <laughs> it out everyone stretch, stretch it, out. it out stretch it out <laughs> that could have been delivered so much faster what happens now well you did you just keep going uh, you're going and I'll, I'll Mickey, just, great, good job Keep going the way that I'm Good job going. Just Too fast Can you tell me how I do that? <laughs> a couple of days ago I'd never had a father Now Can't you just see yourself now Saying to your friends Everybody I'd like you to know My dad, the yeah, It's actually a, a really great moment that is in an otherwise rich. terrible movie they do not explore Get that real. at all. I think I am real. I think Barb's concern is real. Don't you? Other characters' names? Archie. Don't you think Amanda's and Justin's wishes are real? They both want a grandfather. How much more real can I get? Music at last. We've got to play another song. Yeah, the, the second song right. on the 80s soundtrack on vinyl that we had <laughs> suddenly starts. Could you tell me this? Will you please help me out on this one? So many pauses. Oh. What do I say to Amanda? What do I tell her? Five. Just tell her anything. <laughs> she will. She'll get over it. I mean, that uh, is so like it's so many pauses. So many pauses. Also, unless he's uh, a very, very small part of the world population, he always had a father. <laughs> he may not have had a dad, but he had a father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, I, I basically took that, that one clip of my favorite scene and then I just had to take just the rest just be, just to show. Like, there's probably even worse examples of the pauses, but I was already there. And the pauses are just, they're just, oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, they're listen, constant. People, people, the, the, the three people that are listening to this episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> If if you heard those scenes and you thought that we picked out particularly bad scenes for the sake of mm -mm. the audio, mm -mm. no, that is this movie. Do yourself a favor. Watch something else. Anything else. <laughs> that leads me to my last question for you guys about this movie. Where does this rank in terms of a holiday classic? 
God. It doesn't rank. Where would this, what would, is there one worse than no. this one? No. There's no holiday movie no. worse, Mark? No. No, because I even brought up that there are other movies for other holidays you could have brought up. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there is the... no worse holiday movie. I've seen, um, uh, 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 like, Mystery Science Theater 3000, what, the Santa Claus in Space. Better. Mm. More holiday. Mm. This, I would rather watch that. <laughs> I would rather watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Which half of it is Silent Night, Deadly Night 1. <laughs> I would rather watch a... all those golden retrievers that they CG their mouths to make it seem like they're talking. Santa pups or Air Christmas, Air Bud Christmas. I'd rather watch that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. Ryan? Ryan, what about you? You seem I... to have an opinion. Oh. I don't, actually. I just wondered where you guys where you guys thought of this. I... I uh... I I have not we have not watched as, as many Christmas movies of late in the past few years, so I can't really think of I, I can't think of one. I'm trying to think, can I think of one worse? But I honestly can't. I think if you looked at maybe the litany of lifetime Christmas movies, you might be able to find one worse in that group in that group, but you'd have to go through, I think, a lot to find one. I would worse bet you a thousand dollars you cannot. Whoa! <laughs> so just quickly to round out, um, I just wanted to bring this up because we're, this is probably the last time we'll talk about Mickey Rooney on this podcast. But there's just to see what his career was like at this point in time. He was coming off of a small role in a uh, 1989 comedy called Eric the Viking, which is a little scene movie by Terry Jones, directed by Terry Jones, who's one of uh, the Monty Python guys. And it's actually a pretty good movie, but it is kind of a out of print. It's kind of hard to find. He's barely, I don't remember if he's a huge part in that movie, but that's his credit right before this. Then he goes into a movie called My Hero Heroes Have Always Been Cowboys, which I think is one of his last legit movies for at least a little while. He continues to work for a long time. So <laughs> legit movies. After that, he went back to porn. Yes. And was just... <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I didn't want to bring that up because I feel it just feels like, you know, he's a Hollywood legend. I don't want to bring up all the days he <laughs> he just, you know, had to <laughs> had to do all that fucking just to try to the make man, make, the myth, the legend. Yeah, make ends meet. Um he <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> he was in speaking of a more holiday movie. Maybe this one's worse, but he was in Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, The Toymaker. Are you fucking shitting me? I'm not shitting you. <laughs> He's oh. also in a bunch of TV movies like The Gambler Returns, The Luck of the Draw. And uh, he was in briefly, uh, oh, maybe just an episode of like Jack's Place. This I remember that series for a second. He's in The New Adventures of Black Stallion, the, the series. He mm -hmm. shows up on an episode of Golden Girls. Like he's he's kind of all over the place, but he's like through a lot of the nineties, he's doing a lot of TV. He's doing like wherever he can go. Um, he had about as sad an ending as Elmer. He ended up like with very little money to his name, living in an apartment alone. He had a divorced, finally divorced. I think his seventh or eighth wife. Wow. And Ooh. his last wife and his stepson from uh that wife both he his stepson like ripped him off like a great deal of money mm -hmm. and they d 
did a lot of elder abuse and mm. so his end is quite sad mm. which oh. uh i mean it's like wow he uh yeah uh, as sad as this movie is unfortunately it's kind of emblematic of how his now he in the end he does do a couple things he does not at the museum he shows up in that um but yeah he 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 spent years and years or really i should say decades kind of just doing a bunch of trash whatever would like pay him some money you know hmm. um and getting a lot of that money taken away from him so feel feel bad he um he kind of ended up like elmer quite quite frankly though uh Every- maybe everyone uh, everyone listening the three people again who are listening uh you know uh as as much as we've uh shit on this movie i do want to call out uh if if you do want to watch a Mickey Rooney movie that's worth a damn, and it, it, this may just be revisionist history in my own head, but watch Bill and I think Bill returns mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the TV movies he made in the in the eighties. Uh, yeah, in the eighties, um, Bill I mean, on his own is the sequel. Yeah, Bill on his own. Like like these are that that I, I that obviously was <laughs> arguably his last hurrah before he went into just making guest appearances, but those were really, really good movies. He's and, uh, plays a disabled man and, and, uh, and mentally challenged, let's say, which right. Which I, I kind of, I mean, given the context and the plot of this movie, I was kind of hoping that it would maybe follow a little bit of that. Like I, I know that it's a, he's just homeless and that doesn't, it, you know, he, he's not mentally challenged, but I thought like there could be some of that charm, and that is completely lacking in this movie. Wow, Mark is is, is this is this maybe like your pairing? Or... No, I mean I would say my pairing like for Christmas movies right now. I'm gonna say it, I I recommend starting with Christmas in Mississippi. Okay. It's a Hallmark movie, right. um, and it, and, and then Faithful. go to home for Christmas. <clears throat> Hold on. Faith Ford is in it, so if you want oh, to, okay. uh, yeah. you know, you want to, you want to relive some Murphy Brown days and see where Faith <laughs> Ford is these days, you can. And yeah. while you're down south, for that Murphy Brown not... completist in you, <laughs> and when you're while you're down south, why not watch Christmas on the Bayou? It's mm-hmm. also a Hallmark movie. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Mm-hmm. And if you've been wondering where Marky Post is from Night Court. <gasps> She's on Christmas in the on the Bayou. So wow, wow. yeah. So there's that's your, my, that's there's your, my pairing. There's your triple feature. That's no, then, it's and just then a double Christmas. A pa- not pairing. Pair two no, two people that's, pair. Okay. Well, hmm. I don't know. We at least got them to pair a couple movies together. I think that's that's a win. I'm yeah. going to take that as a win. I think um, a pairing of Marky Post <laughs> and Faith Ford is worth considering. Well, mm, <laughs> yeah, that would actually would have been really good. <clears throat> I don't know if they ever did anything together. Um, uh, uh, well, uh, look, if you want to make it a triple feature, uh, the, the Christmas in Mississippi also has Barry Bostwick in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. I'll leave it at that because wow. I can't, honestly, I don't want to recommend pairing this movie with anything else. Yeah, same. And I don't think you want to either. I do not. And I think pairing two other movies is probably for the best. Mm-hmm. You should watch two other movies. Don't watch yeah. this one and pair it with anything else. You don't. 
Watch you Die Hard and Edward Scissorhands. They're great Christmas movies. <laughs> and you don't, and you don't have to watch Home for Christmas. You yeah. don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You, you know, you can you can skip it and watch and Lethal it, Weapon. Watch Lethal Weapon two. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Watch Silent Night, Deadly Night two. Watch which, Silent in Night, a way, Deadly Night five is like watching one and a half movies. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It truly is. Yeah, watch Silent Night Daily Night Five and get a little taste of that. A little taste of the rune. <laughs> that's that's a you pair it. Pair a rune with rune. <laughs> I would start with Silent Night Daily Night Five, and if you have it in you, watch Home for Christmas. But but probably no, no, probably you won't. No, 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 no. <clears throat> Please don't. All right, that is going to do it for us on this episode. Of the New World Podcast, please rate and review us. Like we say this, every podcast says it, and they do it for this reason because it would really help us out and get other people to help listen out. Because it's, if you rate and review us, you give us a, a couple line review, like then people know it's something for them to check out. And it really is a huge help to get people to listen to this. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts, but mainly those three. We also have a email address you can write us questions comments at info at newworldpodcast.com we're also on twitter and instagram please find us there talk to us chat with us we'll be back uh with a bonus episode probably uh in the new year but maybe we'll squeeze one in before the new year but we'll see but we might see you next time in 2021 so until then happy holidays happy new year and we'll see you next time with the new world podcast